When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Won't back down. With Will Levinson, Jake Lehman, and Sam Potosa. You heard my big handsome friend correctly. This is the Won't Back Down podcast. I'm Sam Patos along with my good friends, Jake Lehman and Will Levinson. And Harold Perkins thirst trapped us all. Oh, brother. That was... He got us. At least he didn't take our hat, put it out, put, you know... Fake no, us yeah. out. See, that's interesting because I was wondering that. Yeah. I would almost kind of rather him fake us out. It almost was like the fact that he only faked out AM and and just chose LSU is almost just like, well, we were never really a part of it. To me, that was, I know that's not the case, but like it kind of felt like I'm not even going to give him the attention. And I kind of didn't like that. I wanted a little bit, at least a little bit of attention. Yeah, like, give us a tease. Yeah, give us yeah, something. Give us a, like, that that was skin. Yeah, just, I, I exactly. think his mom would have Jacob Copeland him, though, if he had faked us out because, you know. By all uh, by all accounts, she okay. liked the visit with Napier. She, you know, had a good feeling. She did not want him to go to LSU because of you I know, think maybe she... some family stuff, maybe some right, you know, uneasy feelings about also, Brian Kelly. Brian but, Kelly, right? No, <laughs> yeah, that's but unbelievable. Clearly, man. if you watch the video, the entire family was cheering, going crazy. And she they did the, they did the Instagram live where he burned the A and M hat after, but Harold Perkins' mom she's sitting there. I th- well, I think she, I think she wanted to go to A and M. I mean, they, they're like from there. Well, they probably I mean offered by far the most money. Right, more money and close to home. Yeah, but Billy, I, I don't know. I, I think Billy was. I think we really made a good impression on her. I, I think on Harold too. I think if we had got the last visit, who knows? Right, but need more time. They need more. At time. the end of the day, yeah. though, like the point that I've been trying to make to some. Some, you know, friends, maybe listeners of the podcast who've reached out to all of us say, oh, man, you know, we whiffed on, you know, Harold Perkins. We whiffed on Jacoby. None of these were whiffs because these they are, weren't targets until December. Out, and these are out-of-state kids we're talking about, right? right you know, right, right. under Mullen, all of the whiffs were, you know, the Ja'Cory Brooks of the world, the Christian Leary. Kamari Wilson was going to be a whiff. Yeah, Kamari you know, right. We don't, you know, we can, you know, get to the point we talk about, you know, recruiting at a top five, top seven level. We can get there without even having to target the Harold Perkins of the world just by getting they, the kids in the state, state who want to come here. Exactly, and that was and, a me- like there was a huge thing that Billy talked about in the press conference that I was at, or this, you know, his National Signing Day press conferences that he said that we are going to heavily focus on the state of Florida. In yeah, by the I mean, time he took over, there were two elite five-star kids who were right. uncommitted. By the time Billy really got a chance to start recruiting. Only two kids really left in the state of Florida at that level: Kamari Wilson, Shamar Stewart, who right. Miami whiffed on. You know, he yeah, went to. Was, yeah, I mean, but he, we got one of them, and yeah, we, Shamar were, Stewart we were not going to get Kamari. Stewart grew what, what, like a 
in Miami, hundred feet from from the yeah, campus. Hurricane of, fan. Yeah, right. he was a Cane fan. Yeah. Right. Spin At the end of the zone, day, the maybe bag. because he knows Kevin Steele's head is elsewhere. And I just thought that was so funny that he's that he. <laughs> He sent that tweet after saying it was not about money, and it was just like <laughs> I, I chose it for I want to be. It made the most sense for my family and all that. It's like you're from yeah. Miami, like yeah, the money made the most sense for you. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can't fault the guy for that. But no, absolutely not. People, dare I say, casuals, tend to freak out when you're not getting all the five stars. And yes, you do need the most talent to win in college football. It's a talent accusation business, as Billy Napier has said before in the past. But you win football games in the trenches, and that's exactly what Billy Napier attacked in his first full cycle at the University of Florida. He was on Sports Team with Steve Russell earlier. I was producing it. He said that they wanted to go after guys like who are going to be bullies in the trenches, guys who are linebackers with good vision of the field, big cornerbacks who are going to stuff you at the defensive line. And that's exactly yeah. what he yeah. went after. Same as the offensive line. He added the best offensive lineman and one of the best – players available in the transfer portal. A guy who's getting love to potentially be a first-team All-American next year, Osiris Torrance. That's about as big as any five-star you could have added this year in the short term. And I think getting guys like Kamari Wilson, getting guys like Trevor Etienne, those are big wins, specifically mm -hmm. on Kamari Wilson, because that is a big, high-profile recruit from the state of Florida who goes to IMG Academy. Those are the wins you need to start happening. Billy Napier said it earlier when he was on the sports scene. He said, if you draw a circle, a four-and-a-half-hour radius around... Gainesville, Florida, you'd have Miami, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa. Those are four of the biggest hotspots of football in America. And you're going to see it next year. I think 2023 is the year. Yeah, I think out of, you know, say the top 15 to 20, uh, you know, blue chips in the state of Florida, we've got to be landing at, you know, at least a third to a half. Of the, not a half. That's unrealistic because, you know, just the amount of talent that's in the state of Florida. But if I... If we land, you know, five top 100 overall kids in the state of Florida, I think that's a win for the top for the well, 2023 we're already cycle. Well and the, we, we are making the relationships. Yeah, we're already well in the race. A.J. Harris raved about his visit to Florida. He's a five-star cornerback. Mm -hmm. Tony Mitchell visited Florida a couple weeks ago. Cormani McLean has a relationship with Billy Napier, and Billy Napier's gone to his high school a few times to visit. Cormani, and yeah. Just to get all you fans excited, oh, Billy Napier visited Arch Manning. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That, I think he that, hasn't quite reached the go-to-his-basketball-game no. level yet, but he's, we're hot on the table, you. We gotta I think get that's more of a table. perception thing than we anything. Gotta get I like that he's, you know, making the effort because Mullen, you know, said, you know, you know. Oh, we don't need ours. Yeah, yeah. I can coach someone up. I can coach up my dog. My dog, Clarabelle, right? Yeah, that was, that was McIlwain, but Mullen, Mullen had the same energy. But, yeah, you know, like you talked about in the trenches, I was just making this point to um, both of you two before we started recording, but under Mullen and even McIlwain, I felt like a lot of the, um, you know, trenches recruits, you know, O-line, D-line specifically, that we would bring in, you know, didn't necessarily look um, college, you know, SEC trenches ready from a physical standpoint. You know, oh, you know, we'll bring in a kid who's 250, maybe get him in the weight room for two, three years before he's ready. But you know, looking through who we added, Chris McClellan is 295 already. Jack put, him in, Piber, put him in right next to Gervon. Yeah, seriously, right away. He was already enrolled. Uh, Pyburn, who I think is going to be stellar a stud wrestler. here. Stellar wrestler as well. He's, he's a wrestler. He's, he's a, he, so I, when I called him um, after to interview him after he signed on Wednesday, he was just had left class. He was in a, a, a very big rush. He was could tell he was pacing to get to wrestling practice. He's a hardworking kid, you can he, tell. He eats nails with, for breakfast. He eats Jack nails Piper. for breakfast, yeah. But I like that, a grappler. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he's 6'3", <laughs> 265, and he's not even going to be playing inside. So, you know, he's... No, nah, he's coming off the He's edge. college edge ready, maybe even a little bit oh, of no, off-ball no, no, no. off I, I, I think you just said 6'2", 365. I think you got... 6'2", 
three two sixty five. Okay, gotta clarify. Yeah, and then um, Andrew Savaina, who I feel like no one's really talked about. This guy's from we Washington. Landed a four star. Yeah, from a. Uh, Graham Graham Washington Graham Kaposin, the best high school football team in Washington. Yeah, the state they of undefeated and they, they won a state championship. I happened to be at a restaurant like over winter break. ESPN U was on, and I happened to you know catch. They had a high school football bowl game on, and it was this Graham Kaposin team who was wearing orange and blue against Travis Hunter's uh, Collins Hill team. Travis Hunter, the right. Jackson State kid, and they they beat Travis Hunter's team. This wow, kid. wow. So. They're yeah. good. They went undefeated. He played. He they played. Did. He played tight end, outside linebacker. He's, He'll probably come off the edge here, but yeah, I mean, my, right, no, to no, my no. point though, he's Mo, coming yeah, in. No, he's two sixty already. Right, and Napier. He'll, he'll they'll be used as a, as an edge rusher. Yeah, but they said that you know, he's great tight end as well. Jalen Farmer, who started off, so I love Jalen Farmer. Oh, you know, this is a lazy John Hevesy take. He's <laughs> a but then all of three a sudden, star. All of a sudden, Nick Saban's coming exactly. on. He's coming after him. And Billy was able to fend him off. So, you know, right. regardless of, you know, I'll be honest, I don't think I've watched any Jalen Farmer tape, nor do I think well, most I just, fans have. But the fact that, you know, he got a Saban offer, that tells me all that I really need to know. Well, yeah. I think the one thing about Jalen, about a lot of these guys, is just the way Billy spoke about their character. And that was just so mm-hmm. important. For every single one of these guys, is, is is Billy is showing he actually knows them too in the short time. Exactly, he's been. exactly. Yeah, cool. Lee Davis isn't just texting for him. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's talking to these yeah, kids. Katie yeah, Katie Turner facetiming. <laughs> the Auburn girls. <laughs> no, that's Chelsea, not. Uh, well, that's not the Auburn girl. We We're there. not talking about not, that. Not. not yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. But well, yeah, smooth, I mean, but yeah. The I don't care Max if Brown. we didn't get Harold. Obviously, I would have liked Harold Perkins or and Jacoby Matthews, but. The fact that we were ranked in the 70s yeah. just a month and a half ago, and what did we finish, 19, 20, 21? I mean, you know, these days I think we are, in the current age of college football, I think, I think we are an overall ranking podcast as opposed to just a high school recruit. Because Yeah. And so I think in the overall rankings we finished 17th, I want to say. Or yeah, but even so, I mean, the work I mean, he's 19. done left in such overall, a terrible a situation. Times, Dan, yeah. Mullen, Dan Mullen kind of left this team in shambles. We had... Three of the four years were awesome. He dumpster babied us. They were awesome, and then he was just like, okay, we had fun, but I don't want to commit to this, and he left. Yeah. He left. He walked out on the relationship. He was prepared to walk out after year three, but things didn't go well. Year four happened and set us back years. But I, I'm impressed with what he's done. Uh, next year, I would like to finish higher, but I'm not going to say I'm upset about this year because yeah. I really had no expectations going in he even said you guys are going to get a little bit mad at me with how patient we're going to be with this next year uh, the expectation is a top 10 class just because of the foundations they're setting right now yeah and again the three kids who you know perception wise we missed on and we you know we did miss but perkins you know grew up an lsu fan you know that that's sort of i feel like the easiest sell in college football recruiting it seems is lsu to those in-state kids i don't know what it is but it's because they're the only big school What's in the, the state. What's the influence of LSU? I mean, is LSU such, a, you know, such a big brand. Brian Kelly's not, not no personality, but they're going to recruit in the top seven or eight every year, Brian, regardless. You know, Brian I mean, Kelly is the worst personality. Dan Mullen could be the head coach at LSU. I still think nah, they recruit top seven. I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. I, it's hard I, to f up though when know. you're there. If you fuck up that badly at the University of Florida, you can't go to a school like LSU and succeed. You can't like. Right. Yeah. They, there's just no way. And, and I just, I'm sorry. This is this is kind of backtracking back to Jalen Farmer because I've been That's looking fine. for this quote yeah. for the last couple of minutes here. But I put this in my story if you want to check it out on FloridaGators.com about um, the, a Gator notebook about all the things that went down on National Signing Day. Uh, Billy Napier said, 
which I thought was interesting about Jalen Farmer was the farmer isn't caught up. This is a quote on, about the glitz and glamour of recruiting and that he's an all business guy. And Billy was, <laughs> was blown away by his maturity and, and said that we believe in him and we're ecstatic about what he's going to bring to our team. I really like Jalen Farmer. I think that he's, he's one of the, and listening to the way that he talked in the little video they posted, just saying like, I'm, I, I love, like, I live He's all football. Gator. He's all, and he's, he's all, all Gator. No, yeah. but like, exactly. Yeah. But then you, I mean, some, I watched a few highlights of his. Yeah. And he's throwing guys around, throwing guys around. And it's like, at the, at, I mean, that point, like, he has, you know, he has 125 pancakes. How can you, I don't understand how, <laughs> it's, how they're rated. Exactly. <laughs> you made that up, dude. I don't have an exact number, but I'm sure it's something like that. He, oh, yeah. How do you rate that over, like, one guy versus another? Like, it, it's just, it's so amazing to me how, there are people out there that actually make these rankings, and yet everyone just like kind of kind of trust that. I don't know. Just yeah, like I mean, crazy. It's from, just like from crazy. a Gator football standpoint, though, I was thinking about it today. You know, looking at kind of our scholarship numbers, our depth chart, the O line. I think we're going to really surprise people with how oh, good yeah. we're going to be this Osiris season on the O line. Torrance, Torrance, Braun, White, Richard Garage. But my point is, all the we could probably have four out of the five starters this season leave. And so then in 2023, we're going to need some of these takes to be guys who are right. actually ready to play. And I think Farmer, hopefully, will right. you know, And the last one guy that I want to talk about, Hayden Hansen, this tight end out of Louis, out of, uh, just outside of Dallas, Texas. Weatherford, Texas. Sounds like a football town. Let me look it up is. whether that's East Texas, West Texas. It's, I know, I know it's, it's west of Dallas. Texas is it's town, west you know, of Dallas. That's one of those. It like, is west of Dallas. That's what Billy said. towns, you know. Just yeah, oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's deep. It's like deep Texas. Um, anyway, so B- Billy was absolutely blown away with this guy, Hayden Hansen, which, first of all, yeah, just west of Dallas. First of all, is an incredible tight end name, Hayden Hansen. I mean, there's – that guy like, – that, that just is sounds, a tight end name. Yeah, it sounds you like – I didn't like think a, about that before you said it, but it really – To like, me, like, yeah. I can so picture that being, like, an all-pro tight end, Hayden Hansen. Hmm. That's a great name, Hayden – you can say it. It's a great name. Hayden Hanson, that is a great name. It's, it's an a, awesome name. It's a tight yeah. end we're name we're becoming name. tight end you. Maybe. And we're blocking tight end you. And just you, listening to the way Billy legitimately said, this was one of the most, I've never, you could just see the genuine feeling on his face when he talked about Hayden Hanson. He said, yeah. like, I saw him. I thought it was on a reality TV show. I thought it wasn't real. Wait, he what? thought that he was, Billy Napier what? said that he thought that he was being duped. When he first saw him, I mean, I don't know if he means that uh, metaphorically, but he, he said, I thought I was on a reality, <laughs> a reality TV show. reality TV show about three star tight ends. <laughs> yes. That's a football yes. junkie. Yes. He is a yes. football <laughs> junkie. <laughs> That's what he said. We got ourselves a football guy. Exactly. Wow, Billy. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is what yeah. keeps... Yeah, think know. about what he could have done with him at Louisiana. He was probably like, oh my right. God, I wish I had this guy three years ago. I know, but <laughs> so, yeah, so he saw him in a private workout and just, I mean, his... He didn't have a, put up a huge numbers um, in high school, Hayden Hansen, because he was underutilized. Big reason why he's not four or five star. But off the field, and at least with these workouts, Billy was blown away. And I saw f- flashes of, of the type of catch radius, the type of speed and power this guy has. Hayden Hansen, it's gonna be a good player. It's gonna be. I'm, it's I'm excited. I'm excited. Exciting. I'm excited about Hayden Hansen. Yeah. And we are all excited about this recruiting class coming up to see what they're going to do. And we're excited for the future. 2023 specifically, guys like Cormani McLean, guys like A.J. Harris, Tony Mitchell. All three are cornerbacks, but still, if you can get it's all good. of them here. It, it, and also, even if we get one out of the three, two out of the three would be yeah. an, also, an all-time Florida defensive back class. Can we talk about Katie's tweet? KD, Kevin Katie, Katie Turner's tweet? Katie's, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah the, the, her, her reply. Katie, Katie, Katie. She said, here, I'll find it. 
she said it what a couple days ago. She responded to somebody. I remember this happening. I forget exactly what. Yeah, she responded to a. Uh, okay, yeah. So she so responded to Mill, who's Mill. one of my favorite Gator Twitter follows. I think he might follow the podcast on Twitter. I don't. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. So he Mill, said, if you're listening, you're you're a great. Follow. So he, he said, "No excuses, 2023. No matter who we get, no matter how y'all put it, I need five stars." Katie Turner then responds to him and says, "No excuses this round either." will make you proud. I mean, that's sick. Right, and that kind of, you know... Tell the people what they want to hear. Yeah, to the point, it. And that goes to the point we were making earlier, though, about, um, you know, Napier coming in and being, you know, so far behind, uh, you know, the ball on, on being able to make relationships with in-state prospects for the 2022 class, you know, having to play cash-up with a lot of out-of-state kids, but... I think his priority. Their priorities are in the right place for the twenty three class, focusing in state, in you know, state. Get the kids relationships who, who you can make. Get here. get people on the ground to high schools every week. Yeah. I love it. What's I love it all. Cormani McLean's head coach, uh, Keith Bearfield, I believe it is. He's like some thirty two year old, you know, hat wearing guy. Kind of reminds me of Mike McDaniel in the way he looks. But uh, he he made a tweet when Billy came in a couple months ago that he had the chance to work under Billy as a grad assistant at some point, and that there's no coach he respects more in the biz. So that high school, Lake Gibson, I expect to be, you know, a, a Gator stronghold. Florida, USC National Championship 2025. 2020. 2026, I'm, maybe. I, you know, I'm going to be applying to USC for, for law school. And that's, so that's sick, USC. That'd be, that'd be sick. My younger brother hopefully going there for undergrad, so that'd be kind of cool. I mean, obviously. What, a perfect, what perfect timing to go to USC. Honestly, this has yeah, to be, like, the best goodness. timing yeah, to go to yeah, UFC. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. You see some funny stuff. Lincoln, honestly, uh, you know, I'm not. I didn't click the article. I just read the headline, but I laughed because he said something about the NCAA having to change up their transfer rules. Oh my yeah. rules. Like, You know what? What are you talking? Lincoln I was actually Riley, like, I was watching. Who are, who are you to? You know, I was watching that live, and they kind of baited him into the question. They they because they brought up the transfer portal and their success in it, and he was like, they were like, well, Lincoln, like, what changes do you think they should make to the transfer portal? And, like, yeah. he was like, well, yeah, I think there should be, like, rail guards. Like, there there should be safeguards because you shouldn't be able to do what I just did. At least <laughs> yeah, he, exactly. To me, at least he recognizes what he's doing as yeah, well. I mean, the whole thing, the whole Caleb Williams flirtation with all these other schools was a complete sham. Oh, yeah. 100%. A sham. No, yeah, 100%. I'm oh, convinced yeah. that he and Lincoln, you know, made a handshake agreement oh, yeah, they, back no, in yeah. November uh, and that... You know, I'm putting my tinfoil hat on here, yeah, maybe a little bit, but no that, chance he had any. You know, this whole drawn out process was really for Lincoln to maybe try to avoid, you know, tampering heat from University of Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think maybe. In what world was he really considering? You, Wisconsin, you know, Miami, Auburn, UCLA, Wisconsin. I don't know. Yeah, no, no. It all it seems was, like he was considering Wisconsin more legitimately than I think we're giving him credit for. But we knew there, there are there are obvious and clear ties to the University of Wisconsin. If you looked into Caleb Williams' situation, his good childhood friend, his father is the offensive coordinator. No, they hired him to be the new offensive coordinator right, right, at right. Wisconsin, who's his father's Caleb's father's best friend. I'm pretty sure. Caleb has a great relationship with Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson obviously hyped up Wisconsin to him. So I think his interest in Wisconsin is more legitimate than anyone's ever going to give him credit for. But it doesn't matter at the end because he's going to USC, and it's the right decision for him. I think USC is the best place for him. I think this man should be the Heisman favorite heading into next season. I think with the multitude of weapons he's going to have there, he's going to have Mario Williams, he's going to have Brendan Rice, and they got another receiver. I, I wish I didn't forget about his name because I was reading about it earlier, but... Uh, watch out for USC. They're probably going to be a preseason top 25 team now. 
Yeah. Ray League Brown, who I got the chance to watch a little bit in that All-American Bowl, is going to be unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, yeah. With Lakin coaching him up, too, Alex Grinch as the defensive coordinator. It's If you're a USC fan, obviously you don't want to get your expectations up too high right away. Mm-hmm. But realistically, you should be thinking Pac-12 championship next year. Oh, 100%. Realistically, at the bare minimum, Pac-12 championship. Be there. Be there. Be in the game. Like They can beat you. Devin Lloyd leaving Utah, I think, they can bigger than Utah. people think oh. it will And Utah's be. got a tough game week one. Yes, they do. Yeah. Take a lot out of them. Yeah. So does Oregon. Oregon's got to play Georgia. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, the Pac-12 might just get waxed week one. I, I'm excited for that week one slate, and I I think we oh, talked about this oh, la- yeah. last we about time. All the time. I I don't. I really wonder if 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 the Florida Utah game will be moved to the Sunday night or even the Monday night on Labor Day. I can really SEC doesn't move for anyone. You're well. We moved with Florida State to that, that wasn't our decision. That was because it's in Tallahassee. Oh, it's going right. to be played on Saturday when you're we right. have it next time. Which sucks because I was considering, obviously this is far down the road, but I was considering going to Tallahassee for that game. I'm going to go. No shot. Mm-hmm. I'm going because... How are you going to make Are you going to be in Orlando? Because, because I, uh, for Thanksgiving, I go camping in Ocala. I feel like I knew yeah. that. Yeah, yeah it's a thing. Yeah, that I I feel like, it's what do you eat? Like, you eat like venison on no, Thanksgiving? No, yeah, like, well, there's, yeah, there's venison. There's m- massive turkeys, multiple turkeys. Mm. I mean, there's a spread. There's a spread. Mm. Dessert's crazy. Got 200 people there camping. It's It's an ordeal. It's an ordeal. It's yeah, no, time. I'm not going to go. That A seven-hour drive from Boca to Tallahassee in mm-hmm. one day, mm-hmm. that'd be mm-hmm. fucking miserable, mm-hmm. especially with the turkey shits the next day. I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, no, Tallahassee, yeah. That's, that's a trek. That's a trek. But I will be there. Um, I will be may, maybe working it, maybe tailgating. Who knows? But I look forward to beating the Florida State Seminoles without with an interim head coach. And hopefully that'll be to cap off an undefeated regular season. They will have an interim season. head coach. They will have an interim head, co- they will have an interim you head coach. You think Norval will be fired by then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my problem. God. Would they finally hire Prime then? Would it, would it just be? I big? think they should. I mean, I just, why wouldn't they? Yeah, why not? He can bring in high-profile recruits. That'd be interesting. And then plus he'd be in the same town as FAMU, so it'd be interesting to see if maybe he would make like an allegiance there. Take all their good players. <laughs> not take all their good players, but at least join practices, give them funding or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, very good. Yeah, not Jewish. <laughs> yeah, <can't. laughs> we're, we kind of just got off on the tangent there about FSU's potential head coaching vacancy. But speaking but, of potential, uh, speaking head, of potential head, head coaching vacancy, the number one basketball team in the country's football team. Incredible. There might be the <laughs> another horse on the never-ending coaching horse. carousel. Horse, yeah. Because Auburn. <laughs> College football remains the most unintentionally Auburn funny is sport. Auburn monitoring the future of head coach Brian Harrison, Harrison. after being Harrison. Har- Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. It's okay. Sorry, Brian. Harrison. After hiring him a year ago, we're not going to d- delve too much into the specifics of why. Because we don't know. Because we don't know yet, but we can at least tell you what the rumors are on the internet. The rumors are that Harrison had an affair with a staffer. That he brought from Boise State. <laughs> brought from the Boise State cheerleading team. She was a cheerleader. his personal assistant. And then and all the way from Idaho to Wait, Alabama. that really did happen? Did I you not? Yeah. <laughs> Barstool's been, like, unnecessary roughness has oh been my. all over this. Oh, my God. It's, I don't, we're not going to talk too much about that, but. No, because that doesn't matter. But it, it, it Bobby, know, I mean, not but only that, though. That maybe could be part of the four-cause firing that they're going after. But in addition to that, his, you know, treatment of players, his treatment of assistant coaches, all that has, you know, allegedly factored into their yeah, whole board definitely. of trustees' uh, decision Look, to 
Yeah, definitely. Go I for sh- cause, you know. I think it's funny that it's just Bobby Petrino 2.0. He's just... <laughs> If this is the straw that broke the camel's back, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just what oh a way to go out. God, he should he should pay homage to Petrino and show up with the neck. Yes, to... yes. I just I just <laughs> I just pulled up this tweet of of, of Brian Harson's face photoshopped into the little neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a gold tweet. That was that's incredible. <laughs> that tweet got some buzz last night. But Brian, you've given us something to talk about in this long dark off season. Auburn might have a head coach in Vegas. You. you can't blame the guy. Well, if true, if true, if true, we're not going to. He could have done worse. He could have done worse. Innocent until but, proven guilty. Yeah. But um, would you be guilty in that scenario, though? Like my man's just, my man's just going about his business. Not against the law, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, no, my favorite thing in the world, as you guys know, is the college football head coaching vacancy. Oh, I love my it. My favorite thing in the world. Love it. I love speculating. I love rattling off names. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what we're going to fucking Hitting do Hitting right the message now. boards hard. Oh, yeah. You get on those message boards night. and you analyze the shit out of them. You go for every little nugget. Well, it's fun when it's not you, your message board. If you yeah. go on the message boards and you don't see at least one mention of Tommy Tuberville or Ed Ogeron, you're not on the right message they board. They pull him off the Senate? <laughs> yeah. Tommy Tuberville's the You do a little yeah. split time, Senate and college football crappy at both but um <laughs> i did see a dan mullen mention which made my night last night yeah i mean to auburn yeah. they, i mean they could do worse they could do worse they it's certainly Brian interesting because i've really thought about the terrible uh, fit i'll, I'll rattle off some names here in a second awful but fit. i thought about the auburn job as a whole and what it really comes down to is you are one of the premier brands in college football you have the funding of a premier brand in college football but the silver, and you're in the you're in the best conference in college football. Are dare I say the best division in college football? No, they are. You're they in are. one of the most fertile recruiting grounds in college football. But the one silver lining is that game in the last weekend in November every single year against Alabama. You gotta beat Alabama. So if you're talking about hiring a guy who can beat Alabama or who yeah. at least can come close to Nick on a football field, come close to Nick on the trail. I'm not saying that he can come close to Nick on the trail. Well, but it's not so much a what, silver lining. What it's, it, more, it's more gray. It's, what it's it, more a touch of gray. Yeah, it's more of a touch of gray. What did, what did Dan Mullen lose to Alabama by combined past two games? Eight? Mm-hmm. He lost by a combined eight points last two games. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. if your number one job, one of your top jobs in the job itinerary is to beat Alabama, give him a phone call. Hear him out. Hear what he has to say. I'm not saying that he should be your top candidate for the job. I'll tell you who I think my top candidate is. But Dan Mullen, if you want to beat Alabama, clearly this guy can out-scheme Pete Golding. And Pete Golding's had a whole multitude of issues. Pete Golding also, but, yeah, the, yeah, the Iron Bowl really is. Yeah, yeah. The Iron Bowl is in shambles. Cool Throne, Iron Bowl. <laughs> no, I mean, hot Pete seat. Golding. That'll be a hot seat. When you, when you go in the dictionary and you flip to DUI, Pete Golding's picture is like, in the dictionary. Oh, it's up there with like the Johnny Manziel one too. Yeah. yeah, but when we're talking about the opening, I'd give Dan a phone call, but my number one phone call, if you yeah. have the cojones, mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin. I think yeah, you, you call Lane. Sure, Kiffin. but they're but uh, Lane's uh, not. Gonna, he's, he's not going no. to. I think Lane's put Ole Miss in a better position in Auburn in the West I right now. I think you let him know that you'd be willing to wait until next offseason for him. Yeah, we'll least. wait, Lane. You know, we'll go five and seven with yeah Christian Robinson as our interim. Yeah, give Christian Robinson interim. Head they don't have coordinators. It would be. It might like, be Christian like I Robinson. Said, if the Imagine. gray, as you Imagine. put it, as you put it well, a gray hair in the Auburn coaching position is you got to beat Alabama. There's no thorn in Lane. And Nick Saban's side, 
bigger than Lane Kiffin. There's, there's yes. Lane Kiffin yeah, no, knows how to push be. all the right buttons. He, he's a schematic. I don't want to say schematic genius, but he's one of the best schematic coaches in college football. Like Great reports this year. I mean, they did, but that was one of their he own. He was that, a that talent was, disadvantage. He went for it on every fourth down, which skewed the final score a little more. You could do that at Ole Miss. You can't do that at Auburn. Right. Yeah. So I don't think he would leave Ole Miss. You also call Aranda, but I don't think Aranda is going to leave Baylor right now. I think it's weird. Another thing you have to factor in is it's really weird timing. And this happened with Tennessee last year, and they ended up hiring Josh Heupel. I don't think Auburn's going to go group of five again because of Harrison. But I think you go coordinator. I think you go coordinator with SEC experience. But I would look strongly at Josh Gaddis in Michigan. I think if Harbaugh left, Michigan would have just promoted Gaddis at least for the year. Right. I'd be looking yep. at Todd Monken, the offensive coordinator from Georgia. He was the head coach at Mississippi, Southern Mississippi before he went to the NFL. I'd even look at Bill O'Brien if he's granted an interview with me because Bill O'Brien, he has head coaching experience. He has experience in the SEC. Those are three names that I probably think would make sense given Auburn's current situation. I think yeah. those are three names that would make sense. Kevin Steele is a name to keep an eye on as well. He just accepted the defensive coordinator position at the University of Miami after going to Maryland for a month. But he Manny Diaz. He essentially Manny Diaz. Those would be my three realistic options, Gaddis, Monken, mm-hmm. and Bill O'Brien. But if you want to shoot for the stars, I think Lane Kiffin, Dave Aranda, and my super dark horse, I don't think they'll do Mm -hmm. it, but they should do it, Hugh Freeze. Given the circumstances of Harson's potential exit, I don't think you can go Hugh Freeze. I don't think you can go Hugh Freeze, but if you want to win football games, he'd be a great hire. He would be. Now, you know, you brought up Steele. If I'm the Auburn AD... I think you got to do a bridge here. It's just such weird timing, and I don't think you can settle. But I think with this you hire. can with an offensive coordinator. If you I hire don't a think coordinator. you can settle with this hire. In all likelihood, probably Kevin Steele, given that he was just there, he was considered for the coaching vacancy when they hired Harson. Go take him. It, all all it's going to take is a three minute phone call. He'll pack his bags for Miami. He'll and but you let him know it's probably a bridge here, and you're going to shoot for the stars. You know, next off season. I really Miranda. Like- I like the Kiffin idea is. of Josh Gaddis. I, I think Josh yeah, Gaddis could be a good fit at Auburn. I agree. An uh, offensive mind guy. He yeah. did such a good job years crafting old. Michigan's offense around their strength this year. He's 38 years old. He's recruited out of Alabama before. He was a longtime Nick Saban assistant. I think you should give him more love in this coaching church, and I think that'd be a smart hire. And if it doesn't work out, he's still young. So it's not like it's the end of the world. <laughs> if you bring in Josh Gaddis for a year, it doesn't work out, and then he goes off and be a coordinator for one more year before getting another shot. So right. if you're talking about stopgap, I think coordinator is the way to go. I think coordinator with SEC experience, two strongest candidates, in my opinion, Todd Monken and Josh Gaddis. If you don't decide to get a little dicey and go off your lane, Kevin. Yep. I'm going to say wait a year. I, I think... I just don't think you can settle. I think, I think you really have to eat the L, honestly, on this season. They don't really have a great roster anyway. I mean, for, for Christ's sake, Zach Calzada, TJ Finley, quarterback battle, doesn't exactly bode itself to winning, you know, in what looks like the toughest SEC West in, like, you know, ages. So I don't think you're really settling with a guy like Gaddis or Monkin, honestly. I think you're kind of vetting candidates. I think you're guys who... Or looked at might be looking to na- take the next step in the industry, not necessarily from Longham because he's been a coach before. Give them a shot. You have an opening. They have SEC experience. The issue with Harrison is that he was old school. He was kind of smash mouth, old school football. He was very conservative, as we all saw in that Auburn game, Auburn Alabama game this mm-hmm. year. I think a guy like Gaddis is kind of just what Auburn needs. And 
speaking on that, I think if you're Auburn, it's a no-brainer. They haven't fired him yet, but it is a no-brainer to fire Brian Harrison. He w- Look at all the boxes you need to be a successful college football coach. You need to be able to recruit. Brian Harrison had one of the worst recruiting classes in the SEC this year. You need a win. Brian Harrison had a losing season, 6-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it can't be improved. You need to work well with others. How many coordinators have left Auburn in the past couple weeks? Both of them. So <laughs> in a year, I feel like you've seen everything you need to see. Yeah. And this one, is, yeah. I think in the fact that you can get him for cause if these allegations are true perfect. is a perfect opportunity for Auburn. Even but, if the affair thing isn't true, I think their administration is still going to push for for cause given you know all these accusations of him treating players and assistants terribly. Lee Hunter, one of the few blue chips who, who he got in, uh, he spent the last year as a true freshman on their D-line, just transferred. He put out a, a notes app post. He said, I love you, Auburn Nation. War Eagle forever. Coach Harson has the true mindset for a winner, but has a terrible mindset as a person. I mean, that, that's one of the worst insults you can give. You have a terrible mindset as a person. Yeah, I like how you like, started so off with like a, the cherry. Like, oh, yeah, he's a great winner. But that you're also a mindset. shit for per- you're a shit person. You're terrible yeah. mindset as a person. Did, yeah. did you, uh, I don't really think there's much coming back from that. You saw what Brian Harson said to ESPN or delivered to ESPN. This is, this is a quote from Harson, and it says, "Any attack on my character is bullshit. None of that is who I am." He did that. He did everything. <laughs> if that's Any his attack counter, on he, my character is bullshit. He, he did. That's like all such of a it. dick yeah. way of saying that. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> like, he's, he's not even like a, it's just like yeah, yeah it's like. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, honestly, I was I was really interested um, heading back to Michigan that Jim Harbaugh decided to come back, and I think that just means that I don't think Minnesota really wanted him. I think Minnesota right. was... Right, did he decide to come back? Or did I think Minnesota didn't want him. I'm surprised, though. I really did think that there was... There is one theory out there, um, at least among Dolphins fans, that it's possible that uh, Jim Harbaugh was only using Minnesota as a way to make it to make it seem better for Stephen Ross when it comes to Miami. And then after this whole lawsuit thing, which is like, nah, I'm out. I'm, I can't do this. And then just decide to go back to Michigan instead, which I, I mean, I guess, but I mean, if, we'll you're, have, if you're a recruit or a Michigan player, how do you feel after all this? It's, it's such a weird yeah, situation. It hey, is. it's my dream to win a Super Bowl. I'm sorry, guys. To, oh, I'm at Michigan for life in a matter of 48 hours. Things. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, I mean, maybe it's, you have it's a slightly little... bizarre. I think I was, we're going to be doing our top 25, or way too early top 25 soon enough, but I was starting to look at mine a little bit. Is it way too bit. early still, or is it still just... It's, it's a little, a little too early. It's still early. It's, it's still early. early. It, it may not be way too early. It, way? it just might be too early. Too early. Yeah. I think we're past the way part, because the portal's starting to settle a little bit. We've had National right. Signing Day. We're getting into the spring practices soon, which is right. hype. It's exciting. But, um, yeah, I think that... Harbaugh, I, it's just weird. It, it, I think Michigan's going to take a step back next year anyways. But it, it's just an awkward situation. I wa- no Mike McDonald next year. That's I big, wonder, yeah. potentially, no Gaddis if he gets any we'll love see, at this yeah. Auburn job. I mean, I, we don't know if he's a serious candidate. This is just me speculating. But I don't know. It, it, it's going to be an interesting year for Harbaugh. It's, he may not have to be. He may not even be at Michigan for life. Because he might get fired. Let's not forget, Michigan fans and administration were ready to get rid of this guy before this year happened. Before. Right. Well, that's why you know I was thinking maybe there'd be a way he can spin it to the players. Look, you know they made me take this restructured deal, making half the money I was before. You know, I think it was 
was it this past offseason or was it the one before? But they, it might they the basically before. gave him a big F you. You can't beat Ohio State. <laughs> if we're going to keep you, you know, we're going to pay you significantly less money. So, yeah, no crap if NFL teams want to flirt with me. Like, yeah, maybe just to stick it to the administration. He's also unequivocally a better NFL coach than he is college. I don't think you could even say otherwise. Yeah. I mean, his tenure will always be judged by, you know, his inability to beat Ohio State, even though he did it this past season. But it's interesting to wonder, you know, how he'd be looked at at almost any other school that doesn't have, you know, like Michigan and Auburn, I feel like, are very similar in that way, where it's like you ask <laughs> you're kind of screwed because... If you ask any Michigan fan in 2015... When's the first time they'd win a national championship under Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. They would have said well before 2022. If you ask any of them the first time they would have beat Ohio State under Harbaugh, a lot of them probably would have said that year. Yeah. But, I mean, are those fans unrealistic in their expectations is my point. Like, you know. No, I'm not saying they're realistic. I'm just saying we're acting like this guy's shit doesn't stink. But let's not forget how close he was to being fired. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's fair. Yeah. Michigan's gonna be one of my, that's gonna be one of my top storylines for next year, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna upgrade at the quarterback position. That's certainly. Well, McCarthy you saw it in, the, in the second half of the the uh, semifinal game. Why hasn't this McCarthy kid been starting in the whole season? We talked about that at great length this year with mm-hmm. the whole Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones saga. It'll be it'll be interesting to see next year with Michigan. I think Michigan State's better than them next year. Yes, Michigan State. Mel Tucker's building a por- portal machine. He brought in uh, Chris Kenneth Walker, the you know crazy you know all all portal running back. Chris he leaves. Bogle. You bring in the next big portal running back, and like you said, Broussard from Colorado. Chris um, Bogle. Chris Bogle. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Nate making moves. Nate Applebaum making big moves. Yeah. Yeah, look at Nate Applebaum. <laughs> look at him. Um, yeah, look at him. I, no, I think Michigan State are probably better than Michigan. Uh, who knows what they're going to do with the quarterback position? I don't love Peyton Thorne. Yeah, I'm saying just from the Michigan I don't State. Love Michigan State either, but no, if, but they if they the can football. run the, they, they're going to have the Jack Broussard, who was the 2020 Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. and they're going to have Jalen Berger, a former four-star recruit who went to Wisconsin. If they can right. get that running game going again, they just need Peyton Thorne to be average. Yeah, it's going to take like you know three or four years of Mel Tucker recruiting though to really. You know, even even get close to beating Ohio State, I think. Yeah, you definitely. saw they beat Michigan this they beat season. Michigan, but Ohio but State's gonna be a different animal. The talent difference when Ohio State and Michigan State were on the field this season was uh, like Ohio State might average six hundred yards of offense next year. Yeah. Jackson Smith the Jingle will may. account for four hundred of those yards a game. Yeah, it's gonna be ridiculous. Jackson. If he doesn't opt out like I told him he should I'm be. obsessed. Stroud with is just gonna be stringing the, the ball around, throwing seeds. It's going to be a fun year Jackson's at college football. It's going to be a fun Jigba. national title game between Ohio State and Alabama. Oh, if they get there, who knows. George, Stetson's coming back. Stetson is coming back, yeah. That's that's weird. Yeah, so weird. Why? Yeah, why? He should go open a bar I thought he should have left. I thought he should have left. Go out on a high note. Go I agree. I open agree. a bar. Because I don't really, just, what do you see for him this year? Are they going to go back to back? It's awkward. It's, it's awkward. awkward. It's it going to be awkward. awkward because if he has any sort of regression, it's just going to be like... Well, you still want us in national championship, yeah, right, but exactly. you're losing us football games. Right. Like, it's, yeah, it's gonna be awkward. Are there gonna be shouts for Brock Vandergriff if he regresses? Because I don't know. Probably. Maybe we should stop doubting Stetson Bennett after what he did this year. But I, I feel like his best days might be behind him. I, well, his his generational defense is behind him, right? Exactly. And I, they reload, that's big. They got reload. Nolan Smith is coming back. There will be a step back. I mean, I mean there yeah, has there will to be a step back, but. Uh, Alabama's and Alabama's going to be better this season. Uh, they're not beating. They're not beating Alabama this season. 
Oh, that was just good. They're going to be insane. They're going to have three Heisman finalists. Three. Three Heisman well, finalists. Okay, you know. I mean, Will Anderson, Bryce Young, Jameer prob- Gibbs. Boom. I mean, three. They, it doesn't really work like that. They well, should. They should. They, they'll they have three deserving yeah. Caleb. Okay, of the three, who has the best chance to win the Heisman? Bryce Young, Bryce Young, back to back, no question. Will Anderson. Will Anderson should. Mm, they won't give it to a defensive but, end. Yeah. Also, and, and historically, when defensive ends have like absurd years, their sophomore year, they don't usually recreate that their junior year. I think if there was one defensive lineman who ever deserved to not necessarily win the Heisman, but deserved to be at the. Besides Chase Young, mm-hmm. two years ago against Burrow, I think Jonathan Allen in 2016. Really deserved. I thought I, you could have made the argument that Lamar won that year, right? You could have made the argument that Jonathan insane. Allen deserved it as much as Lamar did. I mean, personally, in my opinion, uh, it's it's a little bit of a sensitive topic now, but I, I think Deshaun Watson deserved the Heisman that year. But I'll never, no, I'll never forgive. I mean, I'll take to my grave. They should give it out after the national championship game. I agree. Right. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll never forgive the Heisman voters for choosing Derrick Henry over Christian McCaffrey. They were asleep when McCaffrey I don't played. know, man. McCaffrey is... Derrick Henry carried Alabama that year. McCaffrey did, did it. No, McCaffrey uh, carried Stanford. He did, but Alabama won the national championship. This was with Jay Coker at quarterback. That was impressive. Jay Coker was their quarterback. What is he doing now? He's probably doing someone's taxes. I just, well, either way, they uh, it's amazing skincare. when you think about those three Heisman finalists that year, Deshaun Watson... Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, all just insane NFL players. And then Deshaun like got nominated again year. in 2016. Right. Deshaun should have won in 2016. Yeah. yeah. In 2016, my top three probably would have been Deshaun, Jonathan Allen, then Lamar. Fair. Lamar, like, just disappeared in big games, though. That's he did. Thing. He had no O-line. I remember Ed Oliver. They got in hell. They got, they play Houston. Oh, my God. That? They got rocked by Houston. By Houston. Yeah. yeah. They, that should have lost in the Heisman. But that's essentially what lost Kyle Trask to Heisman against LSU. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to talk about an Alabama running back not being deserving of the Heisman and a defensive lineman who was deserving? Go back to 2009 when I was in fourth grade. You guys were in third grade. Mark Ingram. And Dominic Sue should have won the Heisman that year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably that Texas oh my game. Goodness, the game against Texas was unbelievable. If we're talking about like, defensive players yeah. who deserve to win the Heisman, unbelievable. Sue, is, Sue is probably number one. I would argue Jonathan Allen's. No, Chase Young's year in 2019, number two. But it's Burrow. You're not going to be Burrow. No. Yeah. Number three would be Jonathan Allen, 2016. I mean, Jonathan Allen was dominant. Yeah. And Alabama had the best. I think 2016 Alabama is like the best defense I've ever watched with my eyes. Even yeah, better no, than Georgia's Bama this season. Georgia this season, yeah. 2011 Bama, L- L- LSU, yeah. all those. That secondary was Eddie Jackson, <laughs> Minka Fitzpatrick, Marlon Humphrey, and Anthony Averitt. Wow. Yeah. That was the secondary. And, Defensive and line, Jonathan Fox, Allen, Raekwon Davis. Was Raekwon on that team? I don't think so. It was Jonathan Allen. They had Sean Deion Hamilton in the linebacker. They had Ryan Anderson in the linebacker. They had Reuben Foster. They had, they were just loaded. They had Dalvin yeah. and Th- Thomas. And these are, all, you're wondering why you recognize all these names because they're all play on Sundays. <laughs> they all play on Sundays. It's insane. They I remember uh, NFL. Defense. I think it was the year before. Yeah, it was 2015 when Fournette was the Heisman favorite going into November. Yeah, and LSU I think was number two. Bama was maybe number four because they lost that crazy game to Ole Miss, the fluky one. Yeah. And it was, you know, the big college game day, the Saturday night game, and Leonard Fournette was in hell. <laughs> he couldn't even get to the line of scrimmage. Oh, yeah, he couldn't. And Henry had a great game. Yeah. And they were split. They had TJ Yeldon, too, didn't they? No, Yeldon was there the year before, correct? Yeldon was the screen pass in overtime. Yeah, To beat yeah. him, yeah. God. Uh, that oh, rivalry used to be so much fun. Good times, man. So much fun. Yeah. College football. Maybe Brian Kelly will bring it back. Who knows? He's a cheese ball. College football, it's a lot simpler, and it's a lot 
It's, it's just a lot nicer than the NFL sometimes. Yeah. When you have your, I don't know. College football is kind coach. of getting NFL-esque. It's getting... I agree, and I see that. I, I don't hate that, because I think... For years, we've been making the argument that these players deserve to be paid. That these, we need to call it how it is. It's not an amateur sport; it is a professional enterprise. And I, I like that that it's finally getting embraced as such. And people are going to complain about the portal. And my favorite way people talk about the NIL is this NIL stuff. Like, this NIL <laughs> it's, crap. It's the meme with the, what? With what the... is this NIL stuff? You mean players having their inalienable right to profit off of their name? Is that this NIL stuff to yeah. you? I, it bothers me when people say I think it's such an ignorant claim when people say that NIL is ruining college football. It's so it's ignorant. Not, it, uh, are you as a fan, pretty, are no, you as a fan allowed to profit off of endorsements but your favorite humor. player isn't? Yeah, that's it, it, Oh, well, yeah, it's exactly. Bad, bad it's radio. It's a it's a verbal meme. It's the uh the the white guy in his car profile picture meme with the, with the with the Trump hat and the yeah. nil stuff's ruining my sport. Yeah. yeah, well, you know what? I think every every <laughs> normal, sane, regular person but, agrees. That NIL yeah, not only that sport. though, from an on-field standpoint, you know, enter- entertainment standpoint, something needed to change because, in my personal opinion, the playoff era was one of the least entertaining on-field products that we've seen in college football history. The BCS. Was great, was fun. and then all of a sudden you make this fourteen playoff, and it's the talent was going to the same four schools every year. It also know? just expands the industry so much because it adds in a whole new layer of management, it adds in a whole new layer of media, it adds in a whole new layer of endorsements, it adds in a, right. it adds just adds more content, it adds more fanfare around the sport, it adds more brand awareness to the sport, and as it should be because college football is, I would argue, America's second biggest sport behind maybe the NBA is bigger than college football, but. I would argue there's many portions of the country where the NBA isn't even a factor. <laughs> like, like college football country. Yeah, we're college yeah, football country. Yeah. So, yeah. It's the only... Good for college football. F- fuck all you haters who are saying that these players haven't earned it, that this NIL stuff is ruining the sport. You don't know fucking the first thing about NIL. If you were, if you had to live a year under the NCAA's restrictions that these kids have had to live through for the past hundred years... You would want it. You wouldn't be able to make it. You wouldn't be able to be. You basically get your entire livelihood stripped because you were signing an agreement to play college athletics. Yeah, Kevin D. Gator on Twitter. Yeah. You try living in the Keys Complex <laughs> for or, a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're living in the Standard. We're in the legacy at the Standard now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We got a rooftop pool. Well, the Standard is to keep giving you guys some great college football content, even in the darkest days of the offseason, but we're going to keep trying our best. We did take a bye week last week. I just had some work to do. I didn't feel like doing the show, to be honest. We were all very busy I last was expe- week. I was expecting... to be honest with you, there wasn't much content last week. No, anyway. there was nothing to talk so. about. I was thinking about coming in to record. I was like, I just don't want to do this today. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. This week was fun. Next week, big one we've been looking forward to. Top 25 show. We're, we're, we're going to do some you math. Know what? This is a good way to end the show. Yeah. Let's get, Let's everyone give a prediction for this upcoming year. For this upcoming year? Oh, yeah. I mean, we did the bold predictions a couple weeks ago, but sure. Um, I don't know. You, you, anyone? What kind of prediction are we talking just about? Any prediction. Just fire me with anything. Any prediction. All right. Off the Mike McDaniel wins coach of the year with the Dolphins. <laughs> Please don't bring up the Dolphins on this <laughs> podcast ever again. No, I'm, I'm done. Be. I'm done with it. No. I, we haven't even hired a coach yet. Should we do this? Should we do this little five-minute shit that we've been doing? Yeah, well, we like, I, I, I don't want yet. to. I, I don't want to. <laughs> okay, then don't. But no. Then don't. Yeah, Mike McDaniel, okay. Coach of the Year, sure. 
Osiris Torrance will be a first team All American. There that's you go. A, that's a good that's prediction. Good. That's, that's good. A good. I, agree I mean, that. I have so many predictions. It's honestly hard to, hard um, to narrow down. What's his name? Montreal Johnson, the running back transfer. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to lead us in rushing. Lead just in rushing this season. There you go. Fair. All right, and I have one. Um, Anthony Richardson makes the All SEC team at quarterback. Not for, not first team, not first team, but second or third team. Yeah, he's gonna have to. I, I can see a world where that happens. I think he's gonna have to compete yeah. against Rattler, Jackson Dart, KJ Jefferson, and he, is he Don coming back? Hooker, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. He, he is, he is, yeah. Yeah, he is yeah. coming back. Yeah. I just think Dan Mullen has people's brains so twisted, so gaslighted into into. Forgetting what a talent we have in Anthony Richardson. Josh he, he really, like, we make the joke that Dan Mullen ought to be prosecuted for war crimes or whatever, but, like, it's not a joke. He really, he, he deserves at least some jail time for what he did this last season. Yeah. Look at Damian Pierce balling out at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. He was coaching with his head up his ass. Yeah. But we won't be doing our podcast with our heads up our ass. We're going to keep giving you the best content we can. For my friends Jake Lehman and, and Will Levinson, do we have anything to say on the way out? Just please hire McDaniel. Just, just do it. Like it's not. I'm, I'm on board with him hard. now too. It's just not hard. I think it's just he, not hard. If Tua's ever gonna work, McDaniel's the guy. Who I agree. Make it happen. There you go. Tua will never work. McDaniel will never work. Okay. Because all right, we all have, right, we all have right, the that's worst it, owner in professional sports. <laughs> okay. We have who the worst. Maybe on the way okay. Out. He may have okay. to sell the team. Maybe Rick Brian Ross. Might have Rick Ross, come and save us. Buy the team, Rick Ross. Ross for owner. Rick Ross, another Ross. Another Ross, but make it Rick. Thank you for listening to the Won't Back Down podcast with Will Levinson, Sam Patosa, and Jake Lehman, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network.